right. James chapter 4, verse 6. Here we go. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it said, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves. Therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Amen. Uh, amen. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Um, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Um, the goal this summer is to keep God close, not just to us personally, but to our household, to our work environment, and, our, and all the things we do. You guys are all going on vacations, and we talked about that. Um, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm beating a drum, but I think now's uh, as good a time as any to keep God in your, in your life. Um, you don't know that you really need God until you need him. Um, so you, you might ask, you go, well, what are you talking about? I, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. So I'm driving, and then we'll pray real quick. But it's always a little bit of story time to help you. Um, I'm, I'm, I was at the men's retreat at the farm, and then I had to go play softball. They need my help there and my talent. Uh, I'm showing them some skills. They're taking hitting and stroke. We 10 run them. And then we won the game. Amen. Who cares? Yeah, Sheehan was there. And, and they didn't really use my skills, but I'm, me being around uh, probably helped. So I drive back to the farm to the men's retreat, and it's, it's, it's sun is shining. It's a great day. Uh, Mr. Copen Bridge, I'm driving down the highway, going back to the men's retreat. I, got, I know I got hamburgers waiting on me. I'm going there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't ate all day. Uh, and then I'm talking to Mike Sr. on the phone like I always do. I'm like, Mike Sr., he's going, hey, man, there's a bad storm in Montgomery County. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm doing <laughs> And I'm going, oh, my gosh. So I pull up. I'm getting ready to get off the Jonesburg exit, and it blows me in the other lane. And you know if you get... Uh, up in years a little bit, you, uh, your eyesight's not as good as it used to be. It's a newsflash, I know. But I'm driving, and uh, do you ever, like when you get older, you're, um, so I don't ride my motorcycle at night anymore. That's the first sign of you getting older. You just finally give it up. I go, I'm not risking it on two wheels. Four wheels will give her a whirl. So, I, I mean, it's pouring. Wes, you were there. You rode your... And it's just coming down, and it's hailing, and no, everybody else is on the side of the road with their blinkers on. I'm not that guy. I'm just like, you know what, man? And Mike goes, uh, Mike goes, I think we ought to pray. He goes, I can hear it coming down in your car. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. I don't know why I'm telling you this story, but I made it. So there you go. Amen. That, I think that's why you got to stay close to God. And watch this. And I got friends that are close to God, and they know when Pastor Pat needs prayer. They know when you need prayer, your family needs prayer, and everybody else needs prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. That wasn't a good clap. Lord, uh, we just want to pray today, and, and uh, we may not know when we need to pray sometimes, but we surround ourselves with such a great group of people 
they don't have a problem praying with us uh, at any time. And we need you in the hailstorms and the storms of life. And uh, we're glad that we got those friends. Uh, so bless us today at the service. Bless the offering today. Uh, and all those who are on live stream, they're probably on vacation and all this kind of thing. So pray this in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's make a little noise. Let the offering basket come by. Yeah, 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 yeah. So go to Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to jump into it. I'm going to try not to stall around or anything like that. But I, we're, gonna, we're not going to read the whole chapter. Obviously, you can't do that, Bob. It's just not enough time. So I got a section carved out for us out of uh, chapter, nine, uh, chapter 10, verses 19 through 39. And you'll see it uh, on the monitor there if you're watching from home. Let me take you up to verse 1 and what this is about. Uh, so the Apostle Paul's writing to uh, uh, the converted Jews, and um, in, in like the first 18 verses, he tells you why we don't need the old covenant anymore, because Jesus fulfilled uh, the new covenant through his blood, amen? amen. And that's, that's a really short dissertation, but let me highlight a few things for you, if you would. 10.1, it says, for since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of the realities. It can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Now, what does that mean? So the Old Testament was just a, a signal or a sign that we need a Savior to come and deliver us from sin. Amen? And, and, and so when Jesus came, the, 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 the sin was removed through his blood. Old Testament, it was just a cover until he came. Um, Angela, it was a preview of what's to come, the main attraction. Amen? Ask me to tell you about a preview. Okay, you're dragging it out of me. Back when I was a kid, we used to go to the movies at Northwest Plaza. Does anybody remember the fountains? Before the movie would play, Dave, there would be a guy that would come out on the matinee and play the guitar before the movie. He would entertain you until the movie came on. It's back when people celebrated each other's talents. You would actually sing and play guitar. Sometimes they'd beat the tambourine and stuff like that. That was a preview uh, before the main attraction came. Is the church listening? That's, that's what the, the Old Testament was a preview. Jesus, say it with me, class, is the main attraction. That's why we're all here today. And I'm going to slide you down to 10, 12, and then we'll get into the message. I'm just kind of setting you up, and I'm not doing it justice, but I want to I get you lubed up to get you in, into verse 19. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. So he sacrificed one time his blood on the cross one time for your sins for all time. Amen. That means he didn't have to keep going back over and over and over again. Amen. Sometimes in life we do our jobs and we have to go back over it because we did. That's what my teacher, Elizabeth, used to tell me. She would say, go back over it until you get the right answers. I was like, well, I didn't get it the first time. I don't know how you think me go. 
me going back to the desk was going to help out. Because I'm thinking about how I can get outside. <laughs> Did you ever do your, your test like real quick and hope like it's magically God's going to bless it and you're like, I'm going to turn it and I'm going to get an E on it. <laughs> Never worked. So he sacrificed one time for your sins for all time. And that's basically not only what the book is about, but about what the chapter that we're studying today is all about. So stay close to God. Amen. Amen. Would you rise with me and then we'll pray for the message today. Just, just help each other out. Help me out and help you out. Put your hand on it right there. Lord, as we put our hand on the notebook, on the, on the, on the life book, on the manual, we pray for a, for a Holy Ghost uh, revival and intervention. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as you're seated, would you applaud the Lord one more time? Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. So here it is. And, and I got to be honest with you, uh, this one's the one. Uh, this one's the one. So be ready for this. And we'll chop it up as we go. So therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, and I just told you that, the reason we can get to the, into the holiest of holies is because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So when you prayed in the morning, it's sufficient for the rest of the day. Amen. When you, and the reason you can get there is because you're covered under the blood. So back in the Old Testament, Terry, what happened is the high priest would have to go and, and sacrifice and atonement for your sins for the, for the tribe. And when he went back to the holiest of holies, he would have to put a rope around his waist because if he went back there and happened to die while he's doing the sacrifice, somebody could drag him back out. Because only, only the high priest can come into the presence of God. We still okay? That's, that's how powerful God is. You can't mess around. You have to be the high priest to be in his presence or covered under the blood of the high priest. And if you are, just say, I am. And if, and if you haven't said I am, then you're, you need to. Here it is. By the new and living way that he opened uh, for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. So I told you about that atoning work that was done at the cross at Calvary is through the flesh of Jesus Christ. And since we have a great high priest, this is Jesus Christ, over the house of God, let us draw near. I talked about that drawing near to God with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Amen. So these next three or four verses is where things really get sticky. Um, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. That means let us be consistent in our worship, in our studies, in our Bible reading, in our church attendance and all that. And do that without wavering. Let your yeses be yes and your noes be no. Anything else is from the devil. Amen. Do you remember when they used to be able to do a business with a handshake? I said, do you remember when they used to be able to do business with a handshake? Your word was your bond. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another up. 
So when, and, and I want you to be thinking about this. So I, here's what I did. I'm not going to do a whole, I'm not going to do a whole dance. But when we talk about stirring one another up, I think about the cabbage patch. That's all. That's that's a preview of what's really. Oh, I can go there. Amen. So the reason we're here is to stir not maybe not just you, but stir up the person that's sitting next to you because they may have had a rough morning. So don't always think that church service is about. It could be about the person that's next to you. So you're just here to stir them up. So go ahead and look at them and just get it over with. And behind you, go, I'm just here to stir you up, Jack. (laughs) Or annoy you. I could just annoy you. Don't don't worry about liking them, Terry. You ain't going to like everybody in this church. We got some. Pastor Jay, we got some in here. Oh, I I promise you it's going to get sticky in here. It, it's going to get real. It's going to get live. We're stirring one another up to love and to good works. Verse 25, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. So sometimes we can get out of the habit of reading our Bibles or praying, or even coming to church. It, it, it can be a good habit if you go. And I told you before, when you have kids and little kids and grandkids and all that kind of stuff, quit worrying about if they want to go or if they're ready to go. If they're vertical, they're ready to go. Amen. <laughs> I want to talk to any mommy or grandma here. All we need you to do is just get up. We ain't worried about anything else because sometimes when you're looking for the shoe where do the kids shoes go i'm like where the heck is it you were just wearing it last night i left it in the backyard i'll tell you a true story and then and then i'll get back to preaching gene you want to hear this one I, I probably told this before. My dad, he was, uh, my dad was always an on-time guy. If he said he's going to be at church service, like at the 5 o'clock service at Warrington, he's there at 3. It's a true story. He's there at 3 o'clock. I had his uh, keys in my treehouse one day. He said, Patrick, did you have my key? He don't give me his keys anymore after this. He, said, he woke me up. It was like 5 in the morning. He ain't got to be at work till 7. He gets up at 5. And he says, well, do you got my keys? And I said, yeah, they're up in the treehouse. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm telling you this story. But anyways, you can, you can have an excuse on why you wasn't there. So if you need an extra set of keys, you need to get up a little earlier, or you don't brush your teeth that day, don't sit by me, but still come. <laughs> Because we know some dudes need to pop a tic-tac up in here. <laughs> Don't act like that ain't funny. Amen? Amen. But I, we would rather have you here with your teeth not brushed than you be at home making an excuse for it. Amen. And whatever's going on, you're like, go ahead and applaud. It's good. I hope they're still applauding when I get to the sticky part. Um. This is, I don't know. Uh, Okay, I'll do it. But be in the habit and and encourage one another 
and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And day meaning it's capitalized, D-A-Y, drawing near. Uh, so that means he's getting closer and closer. Each day, Jesus is getting closer and closer to coming back. We, you don't have to be a theologian to know that. Just, just say, I've looked around. We've looked around. You know, he's got, Ferguson, he's got, you got to know he's coming back. Okay, so, so here we go. So here, here's where things get real. Verse, verse 26, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Somebody ought to do this and go, oh my. If we deliver, if, you, if we want to just keep going on, Lubke, and just sinning like the whatever, we're going to end up in a serious situation here. So I thought I would do is help out society. And just ask me, say, well, what would you do, Pastor Pat? I would take you on the Pastor Pat reality tour. And I'm going to be the conductor. Has anybody ever been to the St. Louis Zoo here? Just raise your hand if you have. All right. What I thought I would do to help out society, because sometimes people kind of forget who they are and all, and, and there's identity issues and all kinds. I thought I'd help out because this is what God has called me to do. And I'll go to the zoo. I don't need to be the conductor necessarily, but I do need to have the microphone. Just say, imagine that. Imagine that. You know what? I thought I would say, all aboard. And I would get everybody loaded on the train. And once we got on the train, we would go by each animal's uh, pen. We'd first go by the eagle pen. And, uh, and I would say, over here to your right is where the, all the wonderful, beautiful eagles are. They're beautiful. Six-foot wingspan. They can carry mice and rabbits in their talons. And, they, and then at that time, they would fly off. And I would ask the question, can you fly away like that eagle? And you go, no. And then I would go, you're not an eagle. Amen. I'm going somewhere with this. Just follow me along. <laughs> is it true what I'm saying so far? Yeah. You're not an eagle, are you? I'll turn over here in a minute. Then we drive past, I know, I'm just randomly picking up. I thought elephants would go, oh, okay, let's go by the elephant pen. And, and he's got his trunk down. He's blowing water up in the sky, and he weighs four tons or whatever he is. And he's got this, that, and the other going on. He can pick up, you know, 1,000 pounds with his trunk. And I'd say, uh, can you do that? And, you know, well, you must not be eating an elephant then. Amen. Yeah. Then we go by the penguins and the Can you survive when it's 20 below and dive into the water? Nope, then you're not a penguin. And then I go by the fish tank and I, are you a fish? Can you stay underwater without breathing? He'd say, no. And I'd say, well, if you're not a, you know, a penguin and you're not a, uh, an elephant or you're not an eagle, what are you? I guess you're a human being. Amen. I'm going to keep going until we get there. And if, you, and if you're a human being, all I'd have to do is look at the front of the book. And it would either say you were a man Oh, you're a woman. Amen. Can I keep going? I, I, I'm, I'm, and I know if you're a school teacher and you're watching this, you go, man, I wish you would come to school and, and teach in my school. I'll get, and I'm going to finalize with this because this was a, and this was the revelation that, that set me free. I sitting on my back porch like I often do when I get done with church or whatever, and I have my dog there. And he's a hound dog. He's a black mouth cur. He's a wonderful dog. And I have cats. We have more animals than anybody, so don't send me any emails. And uh, I was sitting. I was probably drinking a cup of coffee. And then all of a sudden, my cat 
ran up the banister and jumped onto the roof. And my dog tried to get the cat as it lunged to the roof. And I looked at him and I go, well, I guess you ain't a cat then, are you? <laughs> and I thought about this. And this just had, this revelation just came between the last service. And I thought, well, Duke, if you're not a cat. See, sometimes I could dress him up like a cat. I could dress, and, and sometimes if you let him in the tax shed at my farm... He thinks he's a cat. He chases mice around, but he'll never catch him. You know why? Because he's not a cat. He's a dog, and he's too big. So if that's the case, and we're all today, we're looking at each other, and we're human beings, one gender or the other, we we have a sin issue. Do we got a revelation yet? I'm just, facts, say it with me. Facts are friends. If we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins, our four sins. <laughs> but a fearful, you can turn me down here on, on the lights, please. But a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversary. Ooh, uh, uh, a fury of fire for those opponents of God. And you might say, in, in, if you're a young person, you might say, it sounds like one of the games that I play on video. And this is where I'd ask you to rise with me. Uh, youngster, I'm going to tell you right now, this ain't no game. This ain't no game. This ain't no game. There, There's... And, and, and just so you know, Michelle, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a gamer. I'm not a gamer. Pastor Jay, I'm not a gamer. This fury of fire that consumes the adversary is very, very real. And Pastor Pat doesn't live in the land of make-believe. So I have to tell you the truth. What God is trying to do is raise up a standard in this church today and trying to get people to grow up in their faith and put the games away. Amen? Amen? Now, we can all pretend like we're this, that, or the other, and, and live in the land to make believe, but sooner or later, reality's all going to come to your world. Amen? And, and, I, and, I, and I, I hate to bring this to you, but I have to bring it to you. I was driving home uh, from the farm, and, uh, and my friend Buzz called me, and he said, do you know that mom passed away today? It was Judy Deering. She, one of our dear members who passed away up at North. And I, I didn't know that. And I don't think anybody really knows the time when somebody's going to die. And she died during dialysis. You want me to tell you the good thing about it? If you know her, you knew her, her husband, James. Born again believer, just devil stomping, Bible toting Christian. As she is and was. That's the good news. Amen.
And that's one thing me and her husband had in common, is he liked that I didn't sugarcoat things. Now, you may like that for gaming life. When you get tired of getting your rear end handed to you, you can hand the game over to your mommy or something. But your mommy can't help you in this game. It's a, it's a ball of fire that's going to consume the adversary. Lepke. And God told me, he said, get your people ready and quit playing games. Hold, hold on for a second. That, that's kind of what we talked about at the men's retreat. It was a men's retreat. We just talked like men. We acted like men. And we encouraged one another. Amen. And that's what I'm trying to do today. Church, church isn't complicated. It's just one another coming together, hearing the word of God, getting it in our spirit, and then applying it to our families and to our uh, to the lost and dying world out there and taking it out into our workplaces. They got everything else in your workplace. Political correctness and everything else that goes with it. Don't even get me started up in here, Big Steve. I think it reeks up to here. You know, before the 8.30 service, a guy came in and he gave me, he's a, he's a major league all-star. His name is Joe Shipley. 87 years old. And he's a member of this church, him and his wife, Tammy. And he came in and he brought me a big league ball cap that they're all going to be wearing Memorial Day. I was wearing it in the first service before the major leaguers were wearing it. He brought it to me. I said, Joe, what was your favorite pitch? He was a pitcher in the big leagues. He said, straight gas. He said, I could throw 100 miles an hour all day long. Joe Shipley's the real deal. And when he goes to San Francisco, because he played for the San Francisco Giants, he's got a card that lets him in the stadium at any time. He's a card carrier. You have to have a card just like that, not to get in the major leagues, but the major leagues of heaven. Amen. And it ain't no game. It ain't no game. We talked for a while, and I, I appreciate it. And, and I had to ask him a question because I'm, I'm, I'm probably one of Bob Gibson's biggest fans of all time. If you don't know who Bob Gibson is, kids, you need to look him up. It was a guy who could pitch the whole game. That's what they used to do back in. And he told me, he said, it's back when baseball was baseball. You played the game. It didn't matter if your arm hurt. Oh, I'm getting in it today. He said, me and Bob Gibson were best friends. You know, Bob, he didn't have a problem throwing you a little chin music if you got too close to the plate. That's the way the game used to be played. Now everybody gets all worked up over it. You stood up there, and he's got a ball in his hand. What'd you think was going to happen? It's a, watch, say this with me. It's the major leagues. People's feelings are going to get hurt. You're running around. We're running around in society trying to please everybody. Oh, man, that's what I loved about my buddy Brett.
major leaguer. I wonder who's going to fill the shoes of guys like Joe Shipley. Somebody that loves Jesus and somebody still plays baseball. Still comes into church at 87 years old after suffering who knows what. Don't you hope society gets back to having a little grit? I mean, just, I, I'm, I'm not asking, I'm not asking for, I'm just asking for some. Bring, bring, hello class, bring me something. We need some guys that'll stay in the game a little bit and some ladies to help them out. You always need to pull up lame every time a church service comes up. Just tell your neighbor, I'm going anyways. I'm going anyways. You're at the right service here today, man. We're fixing to pour it on. And I'll leave you with this, and then uh, Pastor Aaron has something he wants to share with you real quick. Verse 30, it says, For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And the Lord will judge his people. And the last verse of the day says this, It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Can you imagine falling into the hands of a God who not only created you, but could send you wherever it is you're going to end up going if you haven't accepted the free gift? That ain't no game. Um, Have you been born again? Have you been... Have you been sanctified? We learned something here in, in the men's retreat this weekend, and I'll let uh, Pastor Ann share this with you. And I, I want to close your eyes so you don't feel like you're offended. Just close them right here. It don't matter if you screwed up. We learned that at the men's retreat. It don't matter if you screwed up. You can start over. That's all, that's all I can say is thank you. Because sometimes, let's be honest, we blow it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Pastor Aaron to come up here. And then I'm going to have him explain to you what it is and what it means to start over again. And, and just keep your head bowed or keep your eyes closed or whatever and you don't have to don't worry about who's watching you or whatever I'm ready to start over I'm ready to try it again and then let God meet you right there in that space right there in that chair right there today right there on live stream while we're at the men's retreat we had a a gentleman give his testimony and I think testimonies are, are more important for the people hearing it than the people saying it See, they've been through it, they lived it, and they're there to share their story. Because not only did they maybe fail a little bit, slip a little bit, but they got up and they got back at it. In today's society, too many people get knocked down and they say, you know what, forget it, I'll just stay down. No one can help me, 
I can't help myself. I might as well just live like this forever. Is that the best that God has for you? Do you think God has a wonderful and an exceptional life in store for you? I do. Me of all people, I thought, you know what? I'll just be a bum my whole life. It runs down my family lines. I might as well just be a regular old Kofer. But then I found God. One of my favorite songs says, but God. You can say, but this, but that, but anything. But if you put in, but God, anything is possible. My favorite, favorite scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man is a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. That can be for today, too. Say, you know what, Pastor Aaron, I accepted Jesus, but I still fall. The Apostle Paul, the greatest author to ever pen paper, 13, or 11 or 13 books in New Testament, he says in Romans 7, anytime I try and do good, there's always evil laying right there waiting to snatch me up. It's the sin nature that dwells in, inside of me. When you get born again, you are born again, you are saved from your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. You're going to mess up. Anybody ever not messed up? You're lying. You just messed up. Jesus Christ is here for you today. He's here for you tomorrow. Don't ever think yet you can run too far from the arms of the Lord. I'm here to tell you it's not possible. Jesus Christ loves you, and if you're looking for a new start, why wait? Why keep putting it off? Tomorrow is never guaranteed. You woke up today. God has a purpose for you. We talked about purpose out of the men's retreat. If you woke up, if you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for you today. Don't just wake up and say, oh, here I go again. No. Yes, thank you, Lord. I get another chance. I get another chance to get it right. I get another chance to tell my mom, my dad, my wife, my husband, my kids, I love you. I don't care what you've done, where you've been. I still love you. And parents, your kids need your support. Let me tell you that right now. Your kids need your support because everybody else in the world is doubting them. You need to believe in your children. I don't care how far they run. Believe in your children because your Heavenly Father still believes in you. What more will God do for you than anybody else in this world? So if you need a restart, if you need a reboot, if you need to know, you know what? God, you still have me for a purpose. Otherwise, I'd be called up in glory. I want you to come down the altar, and I want you to lay it down at God's feet today. Tomorrow is too late. I promise you tomorrow's too late. Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. Judy Deering, God rest her soul. She is up in glory. Maybe she thought she had two more days. But God said, you know what? You've done your job. It's time to come home. If you need a restart, if you need a re reboot, come on up here. I'm going to have deacons up here and pastors praying for you. And let me pray for everybody else out there today. And remember, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if you are a new creation in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. Today, let the new come. Let the old pass away. Father God, you see all the people here today. Father God, you know all their issues. You know their addictions. You know their fears, their anxieties. Lord, we know in your kingdom there's no fear. There's no anxiety. There's no depression. You give us life, and you give us life abundantly. 
Lord, as they lay it down, Lord, I pray that you take it from them. They don't give it back. They lay it down, they keep it down, and they don't ask for it back when they're having a bad day or when the news says that the world is going crazy. Lord, we know the world is crazy. That's why you sent your son, Jesus Christ. He brings peace, mercy, grace. Today is a new day. Rejoice and be glad in it. And Father God, I lay these all these prayers down at your feet today, Lord God. Bless them. Help them through their tough times. Give them wisdom. And Lord God, we pray all this in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen.